First of all, thank you, uh, Vivek, for setting up this um, Industry Next event. It's a great opportunity for all of us here in the call today to, to exchange and learn about this uh, amazing uh, digital transformation. And also what I've heard so far is very interesting and very aligned with the, the thinking that we developed. So myself, I, I am an industry veteran. Uh, I work for HPE for, for more than 20 years. I'm, um, I'm a sales and strategy specialist, so uh, focused recently on, on install-based selling. So I'm a real practitioner of install-based selling. And uh, as Vivek said, we, we co have co-written the, the book uh, Install-Based Selling. So um, that's, that's, that's me. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So first and foremost, Remy, I have to tell you, writing a book is a total labor of love. And the question I have for you is what led you to do this stuff? Because I, I can believe it's uh, really not easy to do this stuff. So maybe you get a bit of background for what led you to write this book. Well, I, I guess we, we have to rewind uh, four years ago um, when I've been given the charter to, to get more out of our install base at HPE. So uh, at that time we had uh, as many install base programs as we had business units and countries. Uh, data and sales experience were completely disjointed. And, um, and we were to the point where uh, sales and, and service delivery specialists, specialists had to, to create their own spreadsheet to track their own ID. It was a complete disaster. So at that time, I realized the huge untapped potential and, uh, and I decided to change things. So first of all, we have created a team, a dedicated team. We have introduced the concept of a customer-centric orchestration and started a, a worldwide standard program cross BU and cross countries. And very quickly, we, we could see the, the results flourishing across the geos. And the feedback from the field was terrific. So years after years, we have improved the model. We have made significant investment in data quality to the high sales execution through a single pane of glass in salesforce.com and focusing sales on ID potential to really ensure that the full accountability of the country down to the sales manager and, and the sellers. So exactly as you said in your intro, Vivek, when, when we looked at the literature, there was little to no business book on the topic. So with Paul-André Lambert, my co-writer, we undertook the writing of the book with the clear objective to share and explain to the business community how to take advantage of the huge untapped potential that most businesses are sitting on. Yeah, that's great. That's a big ambition and I wish uh, we could do the same and maybe one of these days we'll do the same. So, you know, if you think about this stuff, I read the book, I found it fascinating, which is why I invited you here to kind of share that, uh, share these ideas with others. You know, what, what are the big principles that you outline in the book? Maybe you can share some of that uh, with, with the folks here. Yes, um, there are five key principles and concepts that support the book. First and foremost is the winning aspiration. Install-based selling is not a tactic to close the quarter or to bridge a gap to budget. It has to be part of the company DNA, the, the core values and the sales strategy. Then comes the data. The data, as we said several times already today, data is the new currency of, the, of this digital economy. The foundation is a data lake that is complete and accurate. And when we talk about data, we have to consider two dimensions. On one side, the core IB data, 
which contains the, the asset information, the customer names, the, the location, the reseller information, details, etc. And on the other side, the contextual data, which is maybe even more important. What is the usage of this asset in the company, in the customer? What workloads are working on these assets? What solution are the customers developing around these assets? It's critical to have this environment to really engage in a meaningful and relevant way in front of the customer. Then comes the orchestration. The orchestration is the cornerstone of our strategy because irrelevant of your internal complexity, you need to be centered on, on the customer to make things simple. So it has to be simple for the seller to serve this information to, to the customer like a storytelling. That's what we call the orchestration. Then you need to have a sales module, a digital interface to equip the seller with the right information on who to engage with, when to engage, and, and what is the critical or, or the key competing events to, to start the discussion, and what are the sales plays to develop in front of the customers. And last is the end-to-end -end governance. Uh, Install-based selling is a cross-functional topic, so you really need to have an end-to-end uh, governance and, and KPI tracking to really understand if, if it's working end-to-end -end from the business unit down to the sellers in your different countries. The outcome of that is the install-based profit wage that you're sharing on the screen. Because by focusing on install-based selling, you protect and you expand your foothold in the accounts. You generate more revenue with the same cost of sales. This creates a profit acceleration that we call the install-based profit wage. Unlike classic profit wage that you achieve by cutting costs, with install-based selling, you, you don't cut costs. You, you generate more profitable revenue from and with your existing sales force. And the goodness here that it's not, it's not a one-time effect. Every interaction creates data that fuel the engine. It, it's a long-term profitable growth strategy that repeats again and again, years after years. You know, uh, Remy, when you say uh, it repeats again and again, year after year, you know, the, the phrase we use at Entitled quite often is, it's a gift that keeps on giving, right? It's about being able to continuously go tap into that install base, to not just get the revenue stream that comes out of it, but the data. And across tens of thousands of customers, the data is unbelievable in, in terms of the richness, in terms of the insights it provides you, and then uh, in terms of uh, how you can leverage that uh, to go forward and change the digital path for your company. So uh, let me ask you a question about some of the benefits from this strategy, right? So what have you seen? Uh, what are the kinds of things you, you, uh, you have in terms of the maturity level that's required to start this journey? When's the right time to, to, to start this, right? We've heard this thing more than once and conversely, when's the right time to, to maybe stop it, right? What are, the, what are some of the big findings you had as you, as you shared your ideas with other people and uh, wrote this book? Well, as you said, Vivek, it's a journey. And, and the very first benefit is the immediacy and the accessibility of the transformation because data exists. It's in your data warehouse somewhere and the customers are waiting for, for the engagement. So you can start now, you can start today. Um, and every process improvement that you will perform in that, in that direction will translate in, in profitable growth. 
if you put KPIs in place, you will see that every actions you, you take to improve your install-based selling infrastructure will translate in, 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 a, in a direct positive results. By improving the, the guidance to your sellers, you help them to secure and accelerate their quota achievements. You, you reduce the, the turnover and you accelerate the install-based profit wage I, I've just explained. It's pure bounty. As, you know, as, yes. the question that, that to follow up on that specific thing is, uh, you know, we talked about the benefits. Uh, how quickly can people expect? What did you see as you started a journey at HP and some other companies? How quickly is the journey yielding results, I guess? Well, we, we saw the, the results very quickly. You, 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 we started, when we started, we, we, we picked a couple of countries in, in, North, in the Nordics uh, region. And uh, by, by, by realigning the data and the sales rep and rebuilding the, the trust. As soon as we did that, we saw the positive results. So very quickly, we saw the, the ramp and, and, the, and the sellers were, were providing very good feedback and the revenue was flowing. The, the thing is that, as I was saying, you don't need to, to wait and to have the full-fledged solution. You can start today with, uh, in, in a simple setup to start implementing the, the solution. And by improving your guidance to the sellers, you accelerate the profit directly. And as we know also, um, when, we, when we have a positive influence and a control on the customer buying cycle, typically install-based customers, we can very positively and very quickly influence the win rate, the gross margin, and the deal velocity. So, so that's all good for the company. But yet, it's a journey, as we said, and, and the field of opportunity offered by uh, advanced analytics, data mining, uh, AI is huge. And, and to be clear, if you don't start today, guess what? The competition will hit your lunch. So you have to be uh, proactive because if you're not, the competition will, will come and you will lose your natural position of trusted advisor. Because you have to realize that when you have this customer relationship, the, the customers, they see you as a trusted advisor. If you don't engage with them on a timely, timely manner, you lose this position. They call the competition, they put you in the bid, but you're just yet another bidder. You, you, you've lost your, your trusted advisor position, and, and that's a shame. Yeah. And as the, the, the saying goes, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but it's also now. So it's something <laughs> to start now, right That's away, right. And, and, to, and to improve as, as we go. That's right. And I think what's interesting, what you said a couple of minutes ago is really relevant to everybody on the phone and the, the video, right? Uh, you, if you don't connect and if you don't engage with a customer on a regular basis, which is one of the byproducts of the install-based selling strategy, you kind of get out of the consistent touch with them and you soon, before you know it, you're no longer in their thoughts. Right, and you become an also ran, and the loyalty or disloyalty effect is extraordinary. Right, if you think about most industrial products that the, the folks on this meeting, uh, folks in this webinar today have, you know, over the life over the life of ten to fifteen years, uh, the total available value post sale is anywhere from two to three x, sometimes even higher. So you have mm -hmm. a total lifetime value that just gets lost if you if you lose that connectivity that you just talked about. Um, when you think about uh, 
uh, who needs it the most? Uh, where do you start? You mentioned that you started in the Nordics. Is there a reason you chose a particular group of countries to start uh, or a particular product group to start? What's that startup mindset like? Yes. So in, in, that, in that sense, I would very much echo what uh, Tom said earlier, because even though we are a very large IT company, uh, we started with Excel. Because the very first thing you need to do, you need to wrestle with your data. You need to pull your specialist and, and, and wrestle with the data because that's, that's the big challenge. That's the nuts to crack. And you need to, to model it in a way you make it meaningful, relevant for your sellers. So um, as I said, very quickly, you will, you will witness the results. You will see that uh, you have good traction from the field. Then you, you need to scale and you will have to scale. So um, to your, your point, your question, which country, which, which group, you have to work with leaders, with people who are not afraid of the change. Uh, and, and typically, at the time I was leading the, the Europe and Middle East Africa GEO, so uh, I, 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 I picked the, the Nordics countries because with Paul Andre, my, 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 my colleague, uh, we, we knew that those guys were willing to test, to try, and to innovate as opposed to, to stay on the whole way of doing business. And quickly by convincing those, uh, those, this group of users, this, this country, this geo, uh, that it was successful, as leaders, they, they put you behind you. So, so they advertise the, the concept for you and, and you have to follow. I think the, the question has been raised before on the, the challenge between IT leading versus business leading. You said it, it has to be the business that leads. So we, we, can, we can help, we can facilitate, but the business has to see the results and the business has to become your best advocate. Yeah, no, that's actually really powerful what you just said. There's two things you said which are consistent with not just what John and Tom said, but I think the, our, our listeners and uh, audience will hear both from Pam and Carlos uh, later on as well, which is you need to find change agents. You need to find people who are not afraid, who are brave to kind of make these changes and start making the difference. And I think we see that as well, right? So that's an important aspect that we see. And there's the other part you, you talked about as being able to really clearly drive business benefits. Uh, we got a couple of minutes before I, I'd like to end the formal interview process because I can start seeing questions uh, popping up on the screen. So one thing you said was interesting, you started with a spreadsheet. So if you go back to what John Searle was talking about, legacy tools and legacy systems, you know, are there limits of old technologies today? Uh, what, what are the limits, if you may, of legacy tools versus new technology? What have you seen in your in your journey towards uh, not just building this, uh, writing this book, but as you as you've uh, made the progression yourself at HPE. Well, I think if you put yourself in the shoes of um, of a sales person or a delivery person, delivery service delivery person, interacting with many customers, um, the amount of information, contextual data, value proposition, technical dimension, you, you name it, they, they have to deal with is way too much. They, they can't cope with that data. It's, it's too much. So as I said before, um, the, the customers wants to be recognized. Uh, this means that you need to understand what you saw to them in the past, the status of those assets, the service levels, and, and you need to be able to provide a meaningful and relevant recommendation. You need to play your role of the trusted advisor. And to do that instantly, you really need to have all this information at your fingertip. So 
by no means Excel can provide that. By no means the legacy tool can provide that. You will need to shift to a new era, call it AI, uh, whatever, but you, you need to change gear and equip your sales force, your field operation with, with advanced analytics and information at their fingertips. Yeah, that's kind of consistent with some of the things you, you shared in this, uh, in this slide in terms of how the different five pillars come together in terms of digital selling. You know, in terms of your selling experience, um, when do you know you've succeeded? When do you know you're doing it right? I mean, what are your lessons learned about uh, knowing success, right? How do you define that? Well, I guess there are several attributes that define a successful uh, install-based selling experience for, for existing customers. That has to be simpler, faster, and more valuable. The first one, from my perspective, is the relevance. You, you really need to engage with your customers with relevant information. So, so you need to equip your sellers with this relevant flow of information. And, and, and that's the number one and main challenge. As soon as you get this feedback that they feel good about the information you, you feed them with, that's excellent. The, the second one is guided selling. The time where we were letting the sales reps develop their own speech by themselves is over. We really have to guide them very specific, precisely and specifically on where to focus, when to engage, and what to pitch. Specifically when it comes to install base, because again, think about this install base refresh or renew as your money. You can't let it go. So you don't want your sales reps to think about doing anything else. It has to first fix the, uh, protect the install base, then expand install base before get, going and hunting with new logos, which is also important. The third dimension is the concept of self-service. You, you really need to develop a, a system capabilities that are self-service for the sellers. You, you can't send Excel files via emails or, or, or parallel streams. That, that doesn't work. The, the guy has to, to, to plug with his phone, with his, his tablet, whatever, and, and access the data directly. It, it's critical. Now comes the trust. The, the, for the seller to feel confident in front of the customer, he has to trust the information you, you have given him. And, and that's the cornerstone of this whole, whole, whole approach. If, if the data is wrong, if the data is too poor, if the guidance, the recommendation doesn't work, you lose his trust and he will go back to the old way of doing business. So it's critical that you build a model where you, you, you develop the trust because it's, something, it's a journey yet again. And, and I think it's tied to the, the other key concept, which is the closed loop. You have to, to have a process that takes into consideration what the sellers are, are, are learning from the field so that you, you, you enrich your information through this closed loop. And I think there was a, a, question, a question earlier on, for Tom on how to collect all this information that sits in the, in the mind of the people in the field. We have to be realistic. We will never be able to, to capture all of that. But if you give them the ability through a closed loop process to enter this information, and if you demonstrate that this information is, is smartly analyzed and fed back to them, then they will trust the system and, and, and they will feel it more and more and more. 
And last is the profitable growth because the, the key measure is the profitable growth. You, you don't do that for the birds. You do that to achieve a long-term profitable growth strategy. So as soon as you see your profit growing and, 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 uh, and you see that in a sustainable way, you know that you're on the right track. Thank you.